Hello. Hi. Hello and welcome to CritterCast, not episode 43. <laughs> uh, today we just got back from a very busy weekend at the Sacramento Reptile Show. So we decided instead of giving you like a half, we kind of tried episode, we, we thought about what we could do to make sure you guys still got some content this week uh, and didn't miss out, but also didn't get a, a subpar quality episode. Absolutely. So what are we going to talk about instead? Today, we're going to talk about things you can expect going to a reptile show hey. because we have now finished our first full season of reptile shows. Yeah. We have no plans to do any more until um, the ones we did this year come around again yep. um, in the next couple of months, really, because they're pretty seasonally. Good, because we need that time to recover. Uh, yes. And take a break and save up to bring you guys more cool stuff. Yeah. Um, so that's what's happening today. And then you can tune in next week instead of waiting another two weeks for a regular episode, which will be a full regular 45 minutes to an hour episode about a critter of our choosing. If you have any suggestions, please feel free to let us know on social media or by email at crittercastpodcast at gmail.com. Great. And if you're really sad that you didn't get a full episode this week, guess what? There's some extra content available for you. On Patreon, which is patreon.com slash CritterCast, you can find three, count them three, full episodes on mythological creatures, again, of our choosing. If you have any suggestions, let us know. You can join us on Patreon for as little as $1 a month, $2 a month, $5 a month, or however much you want a month. If you would like extra content and just to support what we do, going to reptile shows, That's right. educating people on proper reptile ownership, and just the mission of spreading love of all critters in the world. That's what we do here at CritterCast. Absolutely. So please enjoy. It's Cassie and Karina and we're at it again, sharing cool facts about our animal friends. We make stupid jokes and we laugh a lot, but we also like to learn, so give us a shot. We'll talk about snails and teeth or gush about our love of manatees we'll tell you why owls are so scary to us and there's tons more critters that we'll discuss we promise to make sure you'll have a blast because you're listening to critter cast yippee <laughs> thanks for joining us again this week so like we were saying earlier we're going to talk about what to expect if you go to a reptile show or reptile expo i I don't think I'd ever been to one before about two years ago. Yeah. Two years ago, we went to the Sacramento Reptile Show, which we just finished this weekend, for the first time and left with a leopard gecko. Yeah. And full disclosure, we did go to the show. At least I went to the show and I think you knew. With in the back of my mind, I wanted to get a leopard gecko. Oh yeah, I knew it was How, not subtle. No, no, and it's you know we and we knew like when we were waiting in line to yeah. get in, we knew we would just look if we found the right one, we would leave with one. If we didn't, no pressure. But of course, when you go in and you see how many reptiles there are, it's very easy to convince yourself that everyone you see is the right one. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know I had done a fair amount of research on leopard geckos before I went, but I had no idea that I had not done the right kind of research. It's really hard to know exactly what to think about and what to look for. Yeah. yeah. Especially if it's your first time going and you have no idea how overwhelmed you'll be with it, just what's happening and what's going on. Absolutely. So let's, let's lay the, the visual for you because not every state even has 
uh, reptile shows that you can go to. Mm-mm. So if you're not nearby one, maybe you haven't been able to go to one before. So usually what they are is they're in some sort of a fairgrounds or a convention center indoors. Yeah. They'll, um, they'll be indoors, like mm-hmm. some kind of expo hall. Yeah, exactly. Where you have a big open space and vendors can come and set up tables and displays of a whole variety of things. But most of the focus at reptile shows is on breeders selling animals, shops selling animals, and places selling related supplies. Yes. And a lot of times you'll hear that one of the best places to get a reptile is from a reptile show, from a breeder at a reptile show. And that's good advice in that it's it's good to get a healthy reptile not from a big box store that doesn't know where their reptiles come from. Right. Maybe doesn't know how to properly care for them while they're with them. Um, However, there's not like... A ton of vetting that goes into no prepping for these shows. Yeah, and it depends. It totally depends on the show. So we've yeah. gone to shows that are local to our area, to Northern California. We've been to at least four different shows. Yes, um, multiple times. Some of these shows, and have gotten the chance to meet some of the organizers of these shows, and they're really passionate, wonderful people. But they do not have time to no. go through and check every single booth and every single animal at every single booth right um and there's usually a screening process Mm -hmm. but again that's not a guarantee that people are are going to be in doing things in the best interest of their customers yeah because their goal is to come and and sell animals and make the make up the costs of what it's taken to produce those animals and what it's taken to come be at the show right and the the booths at the show can run you know anywhere from a hundred dollars to like several hundred dollars several hundred yeah depending on how big of a booth you have right and i'm sure that it it varies even more in other states because obviously california costs in anything are gonna be different than what you see in other states and the some of the most massive shows are in bigger areas like southern california Mm -hmm. in a lot of areas like in the midwest where like reptile shows are really the only way you can do it because shipping throughout the year is too dangerous for these breeders um they are even more massive and they're more regular so here in northern california our shows are pretty seasonal because most animals breed seasonally. Right. Uh, most reptiles. Right. But that's not true in other areas of the country. But the idea of what you're going to see at a reptile show is going to be the same no matter where you are. Yeah. And it's going to be a big open space yep. with lots of different <laughs> places. And you have to know what you're looking for and know how to look for, if you're looking to buy an animal, right? how to look for a healthy animal. And you should always do your own independent research. Absolutely. And not rely completely on what a breeder says. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes, definitely. Like I said, most of the people who you're going to be able to find as breeders at a reptile show that's a a good, you know, well-vetted, well-put-together reptile show are going to be great people who are acting in the interests of their animals as well as in making a profit. But sometimes you're going to find people who 
either can't provide information about how to care for their animals or don't have the time to provide that information or who might even be providing the wrong information. So you want to be doing your own research. Yeah, absolutely. Intentionally or unintentionally, we don't know. We don't know these people individually, but there are definitely breeders out there at, or supply shops at, at shows that we've been at that we know and trust oh my and that we love most of the people at. Yeah. We have heard horrible incorrect facts yep. for people that came, talked to us, got advice from us, went and got an animal, went either from that breeder, they got weird advice or from a booth that was selling related supplies. They got weird advice from, and so they came back and asked us, "Hey, can I double check something you told me?" Which because is I got perfect, totally incorrect information somewhere else. Yeah. I know when I got Basil at my first reptile show, I was like googling stuff as I was doing, and it's so hard to weed through good and bad information. There's so many mixed messages. Yeah. Um, so that's something to keep in mind. I think that you should never go to a reptile show expecting it to be an all-in-one stop and shop with without having done prior research yes. on what you're looking for. Yeah, definitely. If you have done prior research, you know what you're looking for. You can get more information that day. You can absolutely get a good deal on a healthy animal and on a lot of great supplies. Yeah, for sure. And maybe if you have a couple of ideas in mind and you go and you're not quite sure which one is the right thing. So say you know you want a snake, you're not really sure if you want a ball python or a corn snake or a hog nose or a Kenyan sand boa. And then you can, but you've done your research on all of them and you know, you know, here's the size tank I have room for. Right. And here's what I'm comfortable with. Right. And you can go and kind of hold those different types of snakes, hopefully, and be able to talk, hopefully, to a breeder or to an education booth. And see if maybe you can decide then what one would be the right one for you. Unfortunately, it's just like... There's not always a ton of time to be able to hang out with the animals. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why we decided to do what we do. You guys know we've talked about it before. Yeah. We wanted to be a no pressure, no buy. We will spend yeah. as much time talking to you as you possibly want. Yep. Some people come through our booth and they just want to say a quick hi to our animals. Yeah. And that's totally fine too. And a lot of people come to our booth and they start talking about something and we're happy to stand there and talk to them for a full hour. Oh, yeah. And, um, and we are always happy to see those people either circle around with an animal that they got after talking to us. Yeah. And sometimes people come in just for a little while. Sometimes they stay for a while. A lot of times we've had people come to our booth and say, yeah, you know, I, I know I want a snake or maybe a lizard or a snake, but I'm not really sure which one to go with. Right. And a lot of times the breeders have so many people there to talk to them and they have so much going on and sometimes it's really crowded. Yeah. So it can be hard to take time from people who are, you know, there to make some money. Right. Um, and get a lot of information from them and chat to them for a while. Right. So that's what educational booths like ours are for. Yeah. And I will say, I, I know that even in the shows we've been at, there's always a various number of like some, some shows have like one or two educational booths. Yeah. Some shows I assume have none and they're like, it's breeders only. Right. Some shows like the Sacramento Reptile Show have a great variety and that's because they're not just putting on a show for people who want to come buy reptiles. Right. They are putting on a community event for people that just want to see cool things. Yeah. That want to take cool pictures, that want to see venomous animals up in, you know, within a couple feet close. Right. <laughs> um, and so I think those those shows are always more fun to go to. Yeah. I think my advice for people too is go to a show first, not buying anything. Yeah. yeah. Check Just it out. Wander around. Exactly. See Get what a you feel. like. like 
chat with some people, find out like who has the kind of animals that you are really vibing with. Yeah. You know? Not just not just like what species do you want if you want anything at all, but like we got a leopard gecko from I don't I can't even tell you what breeder it was. Right. They had a bunch of different things. I don't think they regularly breed leopard geckos, and yet here was this little normal wild type yeah. that we fell in love with. But then we later found out that there were multiple booths of people that specialized in leopard geckos and specialized right. in different morphs and colors and like sizes, giant yeah. leopard geckos. Yeah. And and we could have had we like stopped and just done like a real walkthrough without having our mind so like so we're gonna zoomed go pick in. in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We we could have experienced a lot more yeah. um, and gone through it a lot. I think that's a good idea for when you're going to your first reptile show totally. is just go to be, to enjoy and yeah. to see and to engage. If a lot of reptile shows are multiple days, there'll be a right. weekend. So it'll be a Saturday and a Sunday. Right. Go get a two day pass, get a weekend pass, yeah. go Saturday, check it out, feel it out, go back Sunday with an idea of what's there um, and a more focused goal. If that goal is to get a good deal on supplies or that goal is to get a new animal or that goal is to just hold as many as possible. Yeah. You'll, ha you'll <laughs> have a, a better, like, <laughs> right. And, and when you want that goal, you'll have a better feel of knowing who you can pester to hold their animals. Yes. And who's going to be irritated if you ask to hold animals and then don't buy anything. Totally. And you want to be respectful of those people's time. Right. Like, I mean, I work in an animal shelter and when you have a family that asks to take out seven dogs and then leaves without adopting anyone, yeah, it can be really irritating because that time could have been spent talking to other people right. who may have made the decision to adopt um and especially with breeders who are yeah. are legitimately trying to make money because this is either a side hobby that needs to pay for itself yeah or it's their livelihood right we should be respectful of that totally absolutely so yeah go the first time just check it out get a good feel for like who can you talk to and that's something that you said that really resonated with me too because when i got my leopard gecko I wasn't really intending to get any reptile at all, but I found a leopard gecko I really, really liked. And then also I really enjoyed her breeder. Right. She came from a really small breeder um, who mostly does it just out of like, she just, just really loves the animals. Right. And she right. thinks it's really fun to like it's be a able fun, to take care of them. Exactly. And yeah. So she was engaging. She talked to me a lot. And since... Since then, I've been able to, like, chat with her on social media. Right. Talk to her about her new projects. Right. She's some, someone I would always feel comfortable getting an animal from. Right. Because not only do I know that animal's going to be healthy, but I know I can follow up with any questions with her. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And and I, the, the couple of, like, my animals, it's not that, that I got them from people that I've turned out to be unhappy with no, it all no. but i did tend to get a, a chunk of my animals from breeders who were not as small mm -hmm. were maybe shops or just in in some way they just weren't as engaged with their um customer base yeah. you know in that way yeah and so i've, I've done my best to like post follow-ups and not gotten a lot of response and that's always a bummer for me but it's not a necessity for me um and i'm still happy with the choices that i made yeah i think 
the biggest thing I can say is if when you're preparing to go to a reptile expo is keep an open mind. Yeah. We have so many people that come through and ask us what kind of animals we're holding. Some of them can tell you exactly what it is because they are reptile lovers and they know. It's usually the kids. Right. (laughs) But not always. Yeah. And some people walk up and they have absolutely no idea what to expect. A lot of people come to reptile shows because they're just like, what is a reptile show? What is a reptile expo? And they are completely shocked and overwhelmed, but end up having a really good time because they're just exploring something new. Totally. So I think that's something you can expect when you go to a reptile show Mm -hmm. is that no matter what, you can have a good time. Yep. Um, I would say expect a crowd. Yes. Every show we've been to is its own form of crowded. Yep. Some shows have a better physical layout that allow you to not feel like literally claustrophobic. If you have mobility issues, definitely have a plan for being able to get through some crowded areas. There's almost always some sort of a seating area, whether it's near a, um, a stage for them to give like little shows every half hour or near a food area. There's almost always some sort of a seating area. So you can usually count on being able sit down a little bit if you need to rest yeah um but the the aisles can get a little crowded yeah so if you're in a wheelchair or you have other accessibility issues that's definitely something to be prepared for yeah absolutely and it's never a bad idea to check in with the show's organizer not all yeah. of them are super responsive but many many the best ones are um will have questions to answer or answers to questions like that yeah um you know questions like can i bring in my own food can i do this can i do that um let's yeah, let's actually briefly, that brings up a great topic, do's and don'ts. Yeah. Uh, not just what to expect, but things for you not to or to do. Yeah. Um, please don't bring your own animals. Yes. Uh, most most shows will exclusively say don't bring your own pets. Yeah. Cats, dogs, reptiles, anything, with the exception of, of course, working service animals. Yeah, of course. If you need right. your service animal with you, absolutely have them with you as mm-hmm. as is the the ADA law in the United States that your service animal is allowed anywhere as long as they are not yeah creating a danger or being a public nuisance which if your service animal is properly trained hopefully they won't absolutely you know animals have off days even the best trained working animals so true don't we all <laughs> right so keep in, keep that in mind but um, if you have a therapy dog or an mm-hmm. emotional support dog or anything like that those animals should stay at home they're yeah. not trained service animals it's not healthier safe there are a lot of stressful things yeah and a lot of vendors travel to these and so a lot of them will have their pets with them yeah so you may see them we've brought tinkerbell to a show before because we traveled to that show we brought bug with us today because we traveled to that show Mm -hmm. um and as a vendor when we have a quiet space behind our booth and our animals are contained and they're not out um you know messing with the public or we can keep them separate from the other animals right it's not causing it's totally fine dangerous exactly but if you as a visitor are walking your, uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> untrained or uh, even if it's trained, if you're walking yep. your animal through, you have no guarantee that a vendor won't have their own pet with them mm-hmm. um, or just that the wrong person might interact with your animal or the wrong way. maybe somebody is holding a... Some sort of a jumping yeah. gecko. Yeah. And it jumps and lands in the middle of the walkway. Right. Usually you can go ahead and just pick them up. But if there was an animal there who might have a strong prey instinct, right. that could go really badly. Yeah. There's lots of reasons, but basically don't do it. And this extends to reptiles yeah. because 
the the health of animals is already at risk yeah. when you have so many breeders and again everybody should be hopefully bringing healthy animals that does not make a guarantee that everybody nope. has healthy animals at their booth you're putting your own pet at risk yep. and you're putting other people's pets at risk just don't so do it so you'll see people walking around <laughs> reptile shows with animals those are either animals that they purchased there that mm-hmm. day and really if you get Oof. an animal you should Grab what you need and head straight yeah, home. That animal not- is already stressed. That animal is, is probably exhausted, yeah. a little freaked out. Probably cold. Wants to go home, get warm, get comfy in its new surroundings. And be left alone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is a whole nother conversation. Yeah. What to do when you first get a new <laughs> reptile. Um, but we're assuming that not everybody that goes to a reptile show is getting a new reptile yeah. because that if you go to every single show, you should not bring home a reptile every single time. We tell ourselves regularly. Hey, we <laughs> got through this entire we season. Did we did. We attended four shows in total yeah. and vended at three of those shows. Yeah. Or did we attend five shows and vend at three? I feel like we maybe went to five. It's possible we did. Five. I don't remember, but um, and we did not bring home a single animal nope. at any of them. We're amazing. So there you go. <laughs> We're pretty happy about that um, because you know everyone's got to have. We limits. got close, but mm-hmm. we didn't do it. <laughs> um, another thing to do is absolutely take photos and videos. Yeah, I have yet to go to a show that doesn't encourage that for sure. And I guarantee the vendors and the show organizers want to see you enjoying the show. So another do. Tag the show, tag the vendor. Yeah. Um, If you are using hashtags, that's great. Pile them on in there so that everybody else gets to see what animals are there. The vendors get a nice little shout out. The show gets some free promotion. Yeah. Definitely do that. I know we absolutely stalk. We love it. We love to see pictures of ours. I'm especially looking for our animals. I have not seen any yet. No, there was one. So somebody posted a comment on your day one post um, with a picture of Corny saying, thanks for letting me hold him. And then I think there may have been like one more. that showed up but it's not as much as the last show we went to but still super cool stuff guys so fun um so do that as well do prepare for a long day yeah do prepare for like wear comfortable walking shoes yes there's a lot of walking just making one round through a show even a small show can take you a decent amount of time Mm -hmm. and you'll probably want to do more than one walkthrough because you might miss things the first time um do if you are taking kids with you, especially young kids, get the weekend pass. Take one or two kids one day, one or two kids the other day. Or just know your limits. Or bring lots of adults to corral the kids. Yeah. <laughs> if you if you have anyone in your party, be they child or adult, True. that is not feeling it. Yeah. Take it at their pace. Yeah. Don't shove them right in. I know oh, it's yeah. for some of us that are animal lovers so easy to want to take our maybe animal hesitant friends or family members and shove them in and try and force them to That's love what we love. That's never going to lead to a positive interaction. No, no, no. We see a lot more positive interactions with people when they are allowed to go at their own pace. Yep. They're allowed to meet the tiny sand boa and not just immediately start holding the giant Absolutely. anaconda. You know? Also, if you are pushing your kid towards the snake that I'm holding and saying, just hold it, just hold it, just hold it. Because you want a photo. I'm not going to hand the snake over to your yeah. kid. Because they don't want to interact with them Mm -hmm. and I'm not going to force someone who doesn't want to interact to interact. I wouldn't do that with an animal. I definitely wouldn't do that with a human. Just nah, bro. Yeah. Please don't. Um, yeah. And do just be mindful of your behavior around the animals. If you are unsure, 
please be vocal about that. Yeah. Because it's totally okay to say, I don't know how to hold it. Mm-hmm. What do I do? Where yeah. do I pet it? A responsible vendor will give you guidance or if they don't have time to give you guidance, they will tell you, skip over my booth, move on to the next one. If you are not confident in what you're doing Absolutely. and you are all worried that you may do it wrong, yeah. you might do it wrong. You might. It could <laughs> so, totally happen. So don't put the animals at risk like that. Yeah. So do be responsible. Don't put the animals at risk. Mm-hmm. Do check ahead at food offers yes. slash food that you're allowed to bring in. Many shows that we've been to, you absolutely could bring in some some little snacks. Oh, They're yeah, not definitely. checking bags. I mean, I wouldn't bring a full-on picnic, but you can definitely bring yeah. some snacks in. Or if they're checking bags, they're not checking for food. Yeah, exactly. Um, or And a lot of the shows we've been to have like at least a little like coffee snack bar open. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, if you're feeling a little peckish, mm-hmm. take care of yourself. <laughs> yep. And do assume you will probably spend an hour to four hours there. Right. And you might get pretty tired. You might not be there the whole day, Yeah, but you're going to be there for a while. Do bring cash. Yes. If you intend to buy anything at all, some vendors these days, like more and more people are, you know, have iPads and um, tablets and Venmo and PayPal, but don't assume they will. Yeah. Especially like craft vendors or like face painters for kids. There's all kinds of little things, especially if you're going with kids. So many things for kids. All kinds of things for them to ask you to spend money on. And also there's a lot of booths that accept donations, like Mm -hmm. herpetological societies, things like that. They'll have like stickers they'll ask for a $1 donation for. Maybe you want a commemorative t-shirt or something like that. Um, And absolutely like having cash on you is a great idea a lot of times they have atms at these at the yeah but you know they're gonna upcharge you for those atms exactly because it's not even from the show it's just at the venue itself and like they just have those cheap like it costs five dollars to get twenty dollars cash and then six dollars from your bank if you have yeah crappy bank yeah (laughs) on top of it so do bring cash yes um and do have patience yeah. please and thank you with all of the people that are there don't push yeah don't grab don't anytime let your kids push or grab. anytime you're in a crowded environment like that it's going to make a more pleasant day for everyone in your group yeah. and everyone that you're interacting with yep. if you have patience sometimes if you really want to see something at a booth you might need to stand behind people for yep. you know 10 minutes while they finish yep. up asking what they want and getting irritated or shoving to the front mm-hmm. or like leaving in a huff or being angry is not going to get you what you want no. and it's going to make the people that you're trying to get something from not interested yeah. in dealing with you absolutely yeah if if you know somebody else is helping um, a kid to hold an animal or talking to somebody who has a lot of questions and you just push forward and reach out to grab something I'm not gonna let you hold it yeah especially not right away I'm yeah say well we're taking turns yeah um however that being said if you are shy or you have a kid who is shy absolutely don't be afraid of speaking up and saying hey um I'd like to be in line for a turn yeah, yeah. absolutely some like sometimes it's it's not always easy to tell whether people just want yeah. to stand and admire or whether they want to interact and uh, you know really outgoing vendors will will ask us. you and prompt you that's us but that's what most, we do but <laughs> most most vendors will not yep because they're it's a long day yep. they're just not focusing on everything they're thinking about their animals they're probably thinking about food that they wish they'd eaten two hours ago they're thinking about all the different things the four-hour drive they have home yeah exactly like just don't be afraid to to ask 
to touch, Politely. ask to handle, <laughs> ask the questions, as long as you have patience and courtesy, which yeah. I hope is something you guys practice in your regular life too. You know what? I know that they do because there are listeners and Absolutely. they're Absolutely. But just like have some extra in your back pocket because yeah. you might need it. <laughs> yeah. It just, anytime you're, for me at least, anytime I'm in that crowded of an environment and a lot of these things can get pretty hot too because they're so crowded yeah and that's kind of like that starts wearing at my tipping point so maybe that's a good time to go take a break get some ice cream or coffee or a soda sit down for a little bit just kind of check out for like five to ten minutes and then come back and try it again yeah yeah Yeah. uh these are all wonderful do and don't tips i think we've I think we've painted a a pretty accurate picture. If you guys are still kind of struggling to find out what a reptile expo is even about, would you be interested in it? Firstly, it's not always just reptiles at these shows. A lot of times there are insects, invertebrates, tarantulas, frogs, amphibians, amphibians, Mm -hmm. um, or even the occasional cat and dogs um, or birds. Uh, So if you're at all interested in animals and animal related things, you should find a local reptile They're expo so and have fun. a good time. And I hope that the one near you is promising and not sad and depressing. Absolutely. Hopefully it's really exciting and it's a fun experience for yeah. you. And if you're still like, mm, I don't know, I kind of just want to see, I'll put a little plug in. We have a vlog for every show we attend mm-hmm. as a vendor or as a visitor. Yep. They are all on our Facebook page as well as on our YouTube channel, which is just plain CritterCast. Yep. Um, and our Facebook page, of course, is CritterCast as well. And if you watch all of ours and you're like, whoa, I really like those. There's literally, it's like a whole subgenre of YouTube. Yeah, they're really fun to watch. just people going to reptile shows. Yep. And it's very entertaining yep. if you're into that. Yeah. And there's lots of cool stuff to see. Yeah. And there's always good common beginner pets that you can get. There's always a good selection of ball pythons, mm-hmm. usually a lot of corn snakes. Those are both yeah. good starter pets as long as you know and you've done your research. Yeah, always a fair amount of leopard geckos, mm-hmm. always a fair amount of bearded dragons. Crested geckos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. More I've been seeing um, uh, the New Caledonia ones, the lychees. Yeah, and the gargoyle and the geckos. Gargoyles. Yeah. yeah, and usually there's plenty of boa constrictors too. We yeah. don't talk a lot about boa constrictors because we don't have personal experience right. and that's a bigger snake than either of us ever wants. Mm-hmm. But there's, if you like bigger snakes, there's usually a fair amount of bigger snakes as yep. well. Yep. Um, there's, and there's always like assorted things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then there's Oh, and also, tortoises, of course. Oh, so there's always tortoises. plenty of tortoises. Um, and there's usually like little poison dart frogs or other little types of frogs that are Mm -hmm. really cool to look at and then there's things that probably most people wouldn't buy Mm -hmm. but are really cool to be able to see absolutely yeah yeah almost every show we've been to has like one like marketable thing so like a 10 foot burmese python or an american alligator yes or a sloth yep you know right that that's like that's their cornerstone this is the mascot of the show yeah like that's what people come to see um and there's always super cool stuff like that too and there's always some really cool crafty things oh yeah i'm always a big fan there's just it's it's like a like an animal an animal-focused flea market, almost. Or or farmer's market, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah. it's kind of a mixed bag. Yeah. Some stuff is overpriced. Some stuff is, like, a great deal. Yeah. Some people are super cool, and some people are snobby as heck. So, yeah, you know. Accurate. It's 
totally a mixed bag. Yeah. And I guarantee there's someone in there that you will have a great time chatting with. Absolutely. And interacting with. For sure. You know, or if you don't want to talk to anybody and you just want to see cool stuff and take pictures. You can do that too. And you don't have to talk to anyone. Absolutely. Totally fine too. The reptiles don't care. No. They don't judge you. So what, what is some research you wish you had done before you had gotten the first time? Um, I wish I had looked at like reptile show videos and, and like pictures of even the specific show I was going to before I went to one. Yeah. Cause I kind of asked around a little bit and like two of my friends were like, Oh yeah, I've been, it's fun. I had literally no idea that it would be so crowded. Right. Go early. If you want to go early or wait to the second day. Yeah. Don't go, don't go an hour before the show ends. No. Because people will be tired. They'll be packing up. They'll be cranky. They'll be crowded. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, no, definitely try to get there early. Yeah. Do you expect to wait in a line? Yeah. Um, um, but don't be, don't panic just because the line is a little bit no, long. No, it's going to move fast. Yeah. It'll and and you'll get in and you'll have a good time. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say like, it's plan to spend more time. I think when we yeah. went, I was like, oh yeah, I guess we'll like walk around for an hour, like a mall. But right. like, no, I mean, it's a, like, it's a, it can be a day thing. Absolutely. Yeah. For, for sure. sure. Yep. Yep. Take water. Mm-hmm. You'll get dehydrated because there's so much to look at. Yeah. Yeah. It's no. So much to talk about. I think just have a good time. Yeah. yeah. That's and if you advice. and if you are planning to get an animal, make sure that you have done your research. Ideally, you would have a setup already. But if you don't have a yeah. setup because you want better prices at mm-hmm. a show, just have a list specifically of what you are looking for. Yeah. Um, I will say a lot of times you can't find cheap thermostats at these shows. Oh. And it's really important anytime you're yeah. using like direct contact heating, like That's an undertank heater, that you need a thermostat. Yeah, for sure. Um, I had no idea I needed one and I didn't have one for like a long time because I didn't know. Right. Um, I would say that's one thing you're going to want to buy ahead of time yeah. because you can get it cheapest on Amazon. Yeah. And you, they may or may not have them at the show. Don't always go for the kits, the all-in-one yeah. kits because a lot of times they're overpriced or they have things you don't need. Yeah. I will say a lot, the kits that are like hand put together at reptile shows are going to be a better choice yes. than marketed, like branded kits. Yeah. Cause a lot of times those are just brands throwing in extra things that yep. you absolutely don't need. And you're paying extra money for yep. things that you're never going to use. It seems overwhelming at first, but literally any like good YouTube site or, um, animal information site is going to have just a quick rundown of here's what you need. Yeah. Here's the sizes. So you can, you can figure it out. You usually don't have to buy more than like six or seven items yeah. when you're first starting out with a reptile. Yeah. And you can always change up yeah. or make your setup more elaborate. Your intro, like basic quarantine setup should not be elaborate anyway. Right. It's just a settle in, keep an eye on them, make sure they're healthy. Yeah. All that good stuff. And we can always do a later special episode on yeah. like how to bring your new animal home. That'd be really fun. I think like a, a sub series, perhaps, perhaps that could be another Patreon series. Oh, um, but, or maybe it's just a general one. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, but thank you guys so much yeah. for tuning in and for having patience with us. We just, again, did not want to give you a partial <laughs> episode, but we didn't want to leave you with no new content. So you will hear from us next week. Instead of two weeks, you will hear from us next week right. with episode 43. Oh my gosh. Unnamed critter. But we'll be super excited to talk about. Yes. I haven't even picked it and I'm doing the research. So Woo-hoo. It, it, we don't know. Could we have be no anything. idea. Anything. It could be anything at all. Oh, wait, no, I'm not doing the research. 
You are. Oh, yeah, that's right. You did raccoon. Yeah, I loved raccoons. It's your turn. Never I haven't mind. done the research yet. It could be anything. <laughs> anything. <laughs> but if you liked this and you want more, you can listen to all 42 of our episodes that's on right. any of your any of your favorite podcast listening places, yep. such as Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Podcatcher, Twitch. No, that's not one. I don't <laughs> that's know. That's not one. Whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the different places <laughs> or directly on our website, CritterCastPodcast.com. That's right. You can also follow us on Instagram at CritterCastPodcast. You can follow us on Facebook at CritterCast. And you can follow um, our website. You can subscribe on our website too. CritterCastPodcast.com. Yeah. And you can follow us on Twitter. Yeah. Cast Critter. That's what I was looking for. And we already plugged Patreon, so we're all set there. That's right. And that's us for this week. Signing off. Huh. See you later, alligator. After a while, crocodile. <laughs>